Blog Talk Radio. Okay, good afternoon. Sorry about the delay. We are now going live into the show. Thank you very much. Brandy, are you there? I am here. How's everybody doing out there? Hopefully good. What's going on, Anthony? Nothing much. Sorry for the brief delay on logging in. We are going to go straight into our first guest. Give me a moment. To get him on the line, we're going to go to a commercial break for a second while I get him on the line. Um, We'll be bringing in Derek McKenzie from the Ohio Hip Hop Awards. Hold on one second while we get him um, logged in. Rafika Consultants and Services, LLC, is on the cutting edge of emerging technologies for designing online classes and providing face-to-face and virtual technology training or help with computer programs, web design, and graphic arts. We also provide biography writing services for websites. For more information, give us a call at 631-399-0149. That's 631-399-0149. The Fluffs present the alphabet, now found in paperback, sporting a five-star rating on Amazon.com. Fashions and gifts that bring out the best in you. Moon 107 is an online retail store featuring women's and men's clothing and a gift shop. The woman's shop features stylish tunics, suits, and accessories and offers the well-dressed woman an outlet to find the perfect gift for self or for someone else. The men's shop offers classy French cuffed shirts for the well-dressed man. The gift shop offers organic skin, hair, Okay, Brandy, are you there? Yes, we are in on the Rook Show, making moves as normal, and I'm taking the I'm taking the black spaces. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. Well, we have Derek on the line. Hold on one second while I introduce him. This is the founder of the Ohio Hip Hop Awards, Derek McKenzie. This is his eighth year um, doing this. And I wanted to bring him on so that he can kind of explain to us exactly what the Ohio Hip Hop Awards are, some of the things that they have done, some of the things that they are doing, and what he plans to do in the future with this. Um, Derek McKenzie, your mic is live. Um, I want to introduce you to the co-host, Brandy. She'll be conducting the interview, and I'll be backing her up. So if you will uh, relax and allow us to... Get into your business a little bit. Welcome to the show. <laughs> All right, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. All right. 
Well, welcome. Yeah, just want to springboard off of uh, what Anthony introduced and just get an idea of first, what made you begin the Ohio Hip Hop Awards? What what sparked your mind? What well, happened? I I started out as a battle rapper, and you know I had a love for hip hop my whole entire life. And as a battle rapper, you know I go around and bang people, and I started to get a little bit of a buzz. And then I started this newsletter to help promote a show I was doing. Um, this newsletter consisted of you know what I was going to promote, which was my show. Mm-hmm. So I thought, hey, why don't I include this car show, a couple other local events, and do like a little calendar of events type thing and write a little introductory sentence to my promotion. So I, I did And bring that. other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, send it out to like uh, about 300 people and some people sent more emails back to me and I just started going out in the city and just signing people up in a newsletter and I got my newsletter up to around 2,000 people. And, um, you know, it just got to the point to where it was like almost um, the next thing to do. So I started out like with the Cleveland Awards show and I named it the Cleveland Hip Hop Awards. And then within the first initial phone calls where I was calling people, asking them who they'd like to see on the ballot and just testing the idea, seeing what people thought, I got a resounding uh, yes that they wanted to see this kind of show. Mm-hmm. And um, one of my friends uh, was like, oh, I like this idea. Let me bounce it off a couple other people and see if we can make it bigger. And then we all sat down and met, and we changed the name from the Cleveland Awards to the Ohio Hip Hop Awards, and that's pretty much how it started. Okay, and at that t- at that time, um, who were some of the top acts that you were reaching out to to kind of begin uh, that ball to roll for you? Uh, at, that you time, that? Um, mm-hmm. at that time, it was uh, pretty much Ray Cash just got signed, and it was his first debut as a uh, major artist. Um, you know, we reached out to uh, the members of Bone, of course. Um, oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, like uh, Copyright in Columbus and a couple other um, statewide MCs that we really didn't know know yet at that point the first mm-hmm, year. Mm-hmm. You know, we were all based out of Cleveland, so we really didn't know everybody in Columbus and Cincinnati, and we're still meeting people now. So, you know, for the most part, that was it. And it was the rest of the, uh, rest of the locals, uh, underground artists. Um, you know, and uh, Fat Al was also big at that time. He had That's the right. I Done Came Down record, um, you know, signed to Dream Life, was on the Madden. I think Madden 2010. Right, right. Um, So, you know, it started there, and then that's the people that we started with. And we really um, really did a great job of uh, creating a grassroots initiative and um, taking that and taking those people and trying to push them to the next level, to the A&Rs and everything like that. And so we really haven't haven't depended on major artists as much. Okay. Okay. Now, uh, do you see a shift coming up for this year as far as um, the design of the show, uh, any contests that you have forthcoming? Are you are you doing any ticket giveaways? I'm kind of curious about oh, that. Yes, yes, we are doing ticket giveaways. Uh, we do that every year. Um, we have a showcase tour that starts um, on the 6th of this month, and that will be in Akron, Iowa, and then on the 8th we're in Cleveland, and we, we hit uh, six more cities across the state in the month of June. Uh, so we give away tickets to those, um, just local showcases for the artists to perform. The winners of the showcases, uh, the top five winners across the state, will get stage time at the award show along with the nomination for the best live performance. And if they win the best live performance, they get the 2014 tour for free. That's a new contest that we're doing. We didn't do that last part of um, the the tour 
the second coming of the tour. We didn't do that last year. So this is the first year that we're doing that the artist wins Best Live nomination. They get to go on tour for free next year. Um, but, you know, that's really the best way for us to gauge the talent and check out the new artists in the city and the states and um, really get them on uh, on the ballot and get to know them a little bit better. You know, and then the other contest we ran this year that was new, um, it's already over, but um, we ran a Reverb Nation contest where Reverb Nation reached out to us and we partnered up and they sponsored and they gave us free promotion of our showcase, and that we picked one artist out of all the submissions to go on the entire tour this year for free, which was Frank West out of Cleveland, Ohio, R&B singer. Okay, and, Frank uh, West. Okay. Yeah, we got uh, we got a couple other uh, artists as well that are doing their local markets. That's good. That's good. So now with this with this tour, um, right now uh, for the listeners, how can they apply to get the tickets or win them? Um, we uh, have a Twitter account, at okay. Ohio Hip Hop Award with no S. And what we usually do is we go out and uh, just do some trivia, you know, like state trivia, like where is Glass City or what city is um, the 614 area code. You know, simple simple trivia, and then people respond and we give them the tickets. So we're looking for the fans to get tickets to. Uh, we do that, and we have a Facebook uh, account. It's uh, Ohio Hip Hop Awards and Music Conference. If you just go uh, on Facebook and search that, you will find it. And, um, you know, through those two mediums, we usually give away most of our showcase tickets. And when it comes to the main event, we reach out to the radio stations and um, and those broadcasters to get um, more of a uh, wider range of people. Okay, that's excellent. So, and repeat that Twitter again for uh, the Hip Hop Awards. You said at Ohio? At Ohio Hip Hop Award. There's no S on it, so, because um, uh, we, we reached the uh, Twitter character with it when we were typing that up. So, um, that's really uh, really it, how people can get a hold of us. Oh, yeah, we also have info at OhioHipHopAwards.com for people to write us and ask questions. And uh, the website is OhioHipHopAwards.com. So all the rules and regulations are on the website. Okay. Let's see. So that, that that's good. Um, that's one thing I want to make sure everybody that's listening um, can participate and find out how they can. So that's um, going to be very informative for them. Now, for this show coming up, let us know what the date is and who you will be featuring uh, this time, this go-round. At the main event is going to be September 20th, 21st, and 22nd in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, we will be flying in um, Mr. Kevin Black. He is the former vice president of Interscope's marketing uh, department. So uh, he was around when uh, 50 Cent was being marketed, when Eminem was being marketed. He was responsible for uh, signing off on all the marketing. So he's going to be coming in, and he's going to be doing one-on-one consultations meeting with artists, um, he's going to be watching the award show, probably presenting an award, and speaking on the conference. So um, that's really um, our feature right now. We don't really get into who's performing at the awards until our press conference in August. Um, and that, okay. at that point, we have um, our selected artists and the artists from the tour who won. And then, um, you know, if another artist comes in, um, like a major, like, you know, occasionally like one like Bone will come on or MGK will come up because we've got a lot of connections and a lot of respect with those guys. So they'll come in and they'll do a, a, a set 
And, you know, it's to the point that we have um, so much um, brand awareness in the state that we kind of sell out our own show. So that's not like we have to beg these artists to come. You know what I mean? It's not like we need to promote them to get people to come in the door. So it's not like your average concert. It's more or less like everybody knows about the show. And um, it's a great platform for any major to come out and represent. Good. And so, I mean, uh, just thinking about, you know, BET, the BET Awards, well, you know, I, I looked at some of their pricing. I know it ranges from like one ninety nine a seat to all the way, up, all the way up to three hundred ninety nine dollars. Right. Just kind of curious on uh, your end, what what would be the general ticket pricing if they don't win tickets? Um, the general ticket pricing, we're not as expensive at all. I mean, okay, we should be. I mean, I would like to say that we are comparable to their events, but um, probably not as far as magnitude and reach. But as far as, like, the overall, like, what we do, it's pretty much comparable. Um, now, if we had that kind of media, then we would be able to charge that. But we don't have that kind of media. We're just a grassroots organization. So we charge around um, anywhere from 25 to 40 for general admission, depending on the venue location. And, um, you know, closer seats are, like, around 50 to 75. And then the VIP is usually either 100 to 150 or 200 for an all-weekend pass or something like that. You know, we have okay. uh, the whole weekend. So for like about 150 to $200, you can go to everything VIP, after party, pre-party, the conference, and the main event, and anything else that we're doing that weekend. Okay. You just made another good point. Um, this is a whole event. This is a conference. Initially, when I think of awards, I just think of that one day. So can you break that down as far as this is more than just one day? How, do, how, how does that work? Right. Well, um, all the runner-ups from our showcase tour, they get to perform at the pre-party, which is usually on the Friday of the awards okay. weekend. Um, you know, and then we'll do like a meet-and-greet somewhere, maybe at a radio station or at a high-level studio um, where we can set up and have people come in and shake hands and have a few drinks. Um, and then uh, Saturday we do the conference, like usually from noon till about 5, where people come and speak to everybody and enlighten people on the ins and outs of the music business. Um, mm-hmm. which is what we really want this to do. Um, the award show is designed to help not only stimulate the economy within Ohio's hip-hop industry, but it's also to help raise awareness and education as to how the music business actually operates because a lot of people don't understand the um, actual actual rules and, and, and the way that the industry really works. They don't know. They think that somebody puts you on and then you're rich <laughs> and famous. You know, right. a lot of people don't understand that signing a contract is taking on a debt. You know what I mean, in a sense. Right. So we try to educate people on that and how to find the right manager, how to find, um, how to talk to DJs, because a lot of people don't know how to talk to the DJs. They just talk to them on the club and say, play this, please. And they get right. angry. Can you please play my And they're like, <laughs> and they're wondering why things don't get done. <laughs> right, right. So, I mean, there's a lot of different things that we, we try to educate the artists on at the conference and, you know, the the sad thing is is that everybody wants to just to be to get the shine. And, you know, the Absolutely. work and the education, you know, is not so much. So we really try to um get people to attend our conference, which is called the Learn to Earn Conference. Um and we try to get people to attend that. And you know, over the years it's definitely grown. But like last year we had around like hundred and fifty people at the conference, which oh, was nice. a big a big jump from the years before. Right. And um, you know, but it's nothing compared to the, the 2,000 people that show up to the award show, 
And when you think about it, you're like, well, it's kind of backwards. You guys are coming to get awards, but you're not coming to get the education needed to win awards. You want to get the awards, but you don't want to learn how to get them, you know, which is why we get a lot of phone calls and a lot of emails about how do the awards work. Well, there's a rules section on our website, and you just read the rules. Wow. You know. And so so, um, uh, most people are probably, probably missed the deadline to vote this year. Is that correct? mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. We have a general nomination field for fans and family and friends to go online and suggest who they would like to see on the ballot mm. uh, this year at the awards. So we do that to kind of get like a bigger research tool beyond ourselves. Because every year you think, okay, there's X amount of high schools in Ohio, and every year is a graduating class, and every graduating class has at least two to three or four or five rappers. That's right. Who are just now coming out to the scene. So we try to um, make sure that we can reach those people as well and find out about them because uh, a lot of times it's hard for us to just – everybody thinks we have a crystal ball and we should just know what they're doing. So we have this nomination form for people to suggest somebody and we can look up the name and, on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and see what they're doing and call around and ask about them. Um, so we do that from June 1st all the way up until uh, – July 30th, pretty much. Okay, so we really time, have time. Okay. Yeah, you have time to, to suggest who you'd like to see as a uh, fan or somebody that you appreciate. Um, you know, a lot of times we get people sending in, oh, little Bow, not little Bow Wow, but um, they'll send in like Little Wayne or um, Drake. We're like, no, this is the Ohio Hip Hop Awards. You know, this is for Ohio artists, not for international artists. <laughs> from countries, you know. So, um, but for the most part, we get Ohio artists represented, and we check in, we look into it, and the uh, nomination process allows us to find new talent a lot. So does the showcase tour. We find a lot of new people through the showcase tour, and um, we find a lot of new people by who actually go out and submit the press kits to us. So by submitting a press kit, gives you the opportunity to show yourselves to us, so that we can actually see what you're doing. That's good. And from your experience in the past till now. Are there any particular artists that are on the radar that people are really buzzing over that well, come to mind? Of course we have Machine Gun Kelly, who mm-hmm. ain't to deal with Bad Boy, and he's doing his thing internationally now. But um, coming up, you know, there's Ray Jr., there's Kane. Um, I feel like Mookie Motono is doing a good job. Um, Copyright is a well-respected artist. Um, you know, of course, the contest winners like Frank West was really well-rounded. Um, mm-hmm. you know, there's a whole bunch of beat gang down in Cincinnati. They they got Adrian Broner that's attached to the label. Lantana just got signed uh, to Good. Sony CA. You know, so I mean, there's a lot of upcoming and emerging talent like J Mel out of Youngstown and you know Country out of Toledo. I mean, there's so many that you know I can sit here and just start raffling off names and right. You know, but um, there's a lot of talent and you know I've heard from a lot of people in the industry that. They all want. They all want their token Ohio artist. You know what I mean. So, that that's good. That that's good. And I'm, yeah. I'm glad you're able to, you know, educate everybody on what's going on in Ohio for those who don't know. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's good that the industry has been responsive. And you know, I've heard for, through various sources because these artists are starting to get bigger and more well known, and they're traveling the country, traveling the world, and they're meeting mm-hmm. these other people in the industry, and they tell them about the awards and. You know that spreads word of mouth to a higher level, a higher echelon of uh, of the industry. And you know I've heard everybody from you know 
Eminem. I've heard Eminem heard about us. You know what I mean? And um, to me, that's like phenomenal. Like, you know, he never publicly said anything, but from sources, they said, "Oh, yeah, I talked to him about it. Thought it was cool. You know, he said, oh, that's cool. You know, so." Mm. You know, whenever I meet somebody, I tell them about it. And they all seem appreciative of what we do, so it's a good thing. Right. So so what's it like working with um, Lauren Jackson and um, Mike Vasquez? <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's cool, man. I mean, like, you know, at first, yeah, I didn't know what to expect, but then, you know, we kind of, like, really got really tight with, uh, with each other and, you know, got to know each other a lot better. And, you know, we work... Uh, we work around the clock, you know. This is not something that we make a whole bunch of money on. We all have our own jobs. We all make our own money. Um, but we all contribute towards this, pay our dues towards this award show. And um, we try to make it as big of an event as possible in hopes to one day make it a staple and make um, a lot of money, but, you know, also have more power to shine the spotlight on people. Right. Because now, I know most people think people that we work with. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, most people think um, that you can create something where you, you have a certain set hours to work your business and promote for the awards. Is that true or false? I mean, are you really pretty much around the clock whenever something happens? It, you got to be there, got to be available, or are you able to structure your hours? Uh, this is when structure. I'm doing my business. The mm-hmm. structure of the hours is kind of uh, it's kind of loose. You know, like mm-hmm. we don't have um, – a nine to five where we sit in an office all day and just wait for phone calls to come in and work out of an office like that. Uh, we all have our own separate jobs and our own separate families and everything like that, that we have to tend to. So when it comes to it, like, you know, like right now, it's six o'clock and I'm on the phone with you guys. Well, right. Pretty much whenever opportunity arises and whoever's available to take it, we uh, usually go after it. Um, you know, right after this interview, I have to drive about 30 minutes to go meet up with an artist and, Delivers tickets for the showcase tour that they paid for online. Um, so instead of and since the showcase is in five days, it's easier for me just to go down there and drive down there than just mail it for him and wait for him to get his tickets. Right. Ooh, I I, I just love I, I love the motivation there. It, it's definitely <laughs> motivating. So did you did you have anything um, upcoming? besides this project, but that's attached to the Hip Hop Awards? Any affiliates um, or anything of that nature to June look out 29th, for? June 29th at Earth Nightclub, we are going to have a uh, statewide mixer with um, Top of the World Studios, which is a sponsor of the Ohio Hip Hop Awards this year, mm-hmm. and um, as well as Purple Films. They're not a sponsor, but they are tied into the uh, promotion that we are running at the club. So it's the Ohio Hip Hop Awards, Earth Nightclub, Top of the World Studios and Purple Films, and we are going to just have a big mixer event. Um, people come out and be entertained. We hired a magician. It's going to be a silhouette party. We hired dancers to dance behind a silhouette to make it look a little elegant and, and sexy at the same time without having it be like, you know, strippers or anything like that or right, you know, right. random girls walking around half nude. You know, so we're doing a classy event like that and um, really trying to. Uh, invigorate the uh, the people out here. And you know, it works. You know, I, I've done a lot of promotions with a lot of the local artists um, in Cleveland. If I was in other cities, I'd be working with them a lot closer as well. Um, but, you know, when it comes to up here where I'm at, I'm always trying to push and push artists and get them out there and, and really time in with the club and everything like okay. that. Okay. 
And then, uh, what's the club name, and also what is the venue name for uh, the Ohio Awards, Hip Hop Awards? Uh, the nightclub is called Earth Nightclub. Okay. It's located at uh, 1295 Old River Road, Cleveland, Ohio. Um, the main venue for the award show has not been decided yet. Um, we're okay. in talks with a couple venues, um, but you know, hopefully, if all if it all goes right, we'll have the name of the venue within the next couple of weeks, and we can start selling tickets. Yeah, that that that's good. That's good. So, is there a particular theme for this show? Mm, networking, pretty much. Um, mm-hmm. We haven't really done any themed award show events, like main events. Um, it's just been pretty much the awards, trying to get the red carpet out. And, you know, one of the things that we like to say, too, is that it kind of trains artists to okay. learn how to walk the red carpet, learn how to accept an award, learn how to present an award, and learn, you know, really what it takes. Like, because when you go to the BET Awards, there's rules, there's regulations. You have to abide by those. If you don't, they don't let you in. They don't care if you're mm-hmm. famous. I mean, they probably do if you care. They do care if you're really, really famous. They might let you slide, but... Other than that, if you're like just coming up, you gotta abide by those rules. You gotta pay your dues through the industry. And you know, another thing that you know separates us from a lot of these other award shows is that um, we don't charge for nominations, and we're not part of the academy. Um, you know, like with all due respect to the Grammys and everything like that, I respect the movement, but they have an academy, mm-hmm. and um, everybody always tries to complain, like, oh, we don't need these Ohio Hip Hop Awards, these little awards. We're going to go major. We'll see you at the Grammys. I'm like, well, okay, dude. Well, are you part of the Academy? No. Oh, no. Are you signed to a major record label? Oh, no. No. Are you on MTV and BET? Uh, no. No. So how are you going to get nominated for a Grammy? You know what I mean? Uh, you have I to don't do know. the proper steps. You have to do A, B, C, D, E, F, and G before you can even be invited or be nominated. So I tell people, man, our our program is so much more relaxed and so much chiller than a national award show where it's so much harder to get into as being an Ohio artist. It's really tough. Um, you know, like, there's very few people who ever get into the Grammys from Ohio. You know, Bone, Cuddy, um, I think MGK might have been nominated, but, you know, um, it's rare. It's, it's a rare thing. Um, and people don't understand that. And we try to educate people on that process as well because we would love to see somebody nominated for a Grammy. We would love to. Um, you know, but don't get mad at us because you didn't get nominated for an Ohio Hip Hop Award because you didn't follow the rules or didn't let us know about what you're doing. Right, and and I like the fact that you can actually vote. From my understanding, to vote uh, for anything else, you have to be registered. So you're, yeah, you're saying Academy, with Ohio, you yeah, you have to be a yeah. member of the Academy to vote. And uh, those membership fees, I, I can't remember exactly the price, and you know, it's not really my place to say their prices, anyways. But I know it costs money, and it's, I know it's not—I know it's not like twenty bucks a year. It's a little bit more than that, yeah. <laughs> right? You know, so I mean, people don't understand how the industry works, and we try to educate them on that. Like, okay, well, this is how the Grammy works. You know, maybe it'd probably be a good idea for us to get a representative from the Grammys to come down and actually tell people how the Grammys work, so they can stop dreaming and start doing. Mm-hmm. Now, is that something that you you would do in the future? Have a Grammys rep come in? Oh, I mean that all all things are on the table. I mean, oh, yeah. if I could um, if I could make that happen, I, I would definitely uh, try to. Um, you know, that would be a, a great opportunity, and people would definitely like that uh, to learn about that. I mean, you can learn about it on your own, but it takes a little bit of research. And being that I'm in that position to know how these things work, I have researched it. 
But a lot of people, a lot of people don't. They just think that it's automatic that they work hard enough to just get a nomination ah, see, without being yeah. signed. Wow. Now, true or false, from your experience, do the awards pay the artist to perform, or is it more so for their publicity? Um, it's more so for their publicity. In, in all honesty, uh, the record labels pay the award show to perform. Um, you know, like, you think about it like this. The record label has a product that they're trying to sell. What's the biggest stage on the planet? The Grammys or the Super Bowl. You know, those those artists, they get paid by their record label to to appear. You know what I mean? If they okay. get paid. But, uh, this is my opinion. I'm not, you know, I have never ran a Super Bowl or a Grammys award show to the actual concrete truth. But mm-hmm. in my opinion, if uh, as a marketing company, if I am... If I have the number one watched stage in America, you're paying me mm-hmm. for that, that opportunity. Um and uh I, I really I really think that uh a lot of artists, you know, they might get a free look because the Grammys are like, Oh, well we really want this guy to perform because he's got the hit record number one hit record in the world right now. Mm-hmm. And I mean we'll just have him perform and it'll get us higher ratings. And then there's the artist who the record label's like, We really want an artist on this stage because we have to sell units. We have to sell this album. So a lot of people don't understand that, you know, for a number one hit record, the labels could put a million dollars up just for that one record to to make it. They do the video. They pay MTV to get the video featured. They pay BET to get the video featured. They um, do all this promotion, all this marketing. They pay the record labels. They pay for the tours. A lot of artists just think that, oh, I'm hot. I got talent. Sign me or just pay me. Okay, well, that's not how it works. I mean, I wish it was, especially in the rap game. It doesn't work like that because people go from ten thousand or $1,000 bookings to $10,000 bookings, and nobody understands why they do that. Mm-hmm. It's because the marketing and the promotion is at that level. Okay. And they spend so much money on getting the record played, you know, through radio, through TV, and everything like that, that, you know, they need to get it. They need to get that money. They need to put that money out there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, you know, I told that I told artists that you know like you got to promote your mar- you got to market your your product. If you don't do that, nobody's going to know about it, and if nobody knows about it, you're not going to make any money. Yeah, and even in you know here in Chicago, I, I, I tell a lot of people, you know, when you put out your best work, don't let it sit on the shelf because it has a shelf life. You may have a hot, the hottest yeah. record, but if you haven't gotten it to the radio, if you haven't gotten it even on iTunes or Reverb Nation and it's got a, a nice amount of spins, it becomes old. And if people see that it's been there since 2008 or 10, nine times out of ten, it won't be hot anymore, unfortunately. Well, it's a two-way, it's a two-way street, in my opinion. I also think that you know, if you have a hit record, in your opinion, you have a hit record, and you've been playing it in your city in Chicago over and over and over again, and it's just starting to get spins now and getting a little bit of buzz. You know, you could you could play that record for probably like two years in that one market, but after that, you know, it gets old. But it's brand new in Cleveland. Nobody's ever heard it. Nobody knows. That's about true. It. So you have to Good take point. it to Cleveland and you have to reinvent it and market it in Cleveland as well. And you do that, and, and you see, there's reps in each one of these cities who work for these labels and who get the DJs just from the songs and they pay the DJs or however they do it to, to get the to get the spins. Um, so, when, for example, Fat Al's record, when I came down, or I don't came down, came out in like 2006. Didn't get on Madden until 2010. 
That's a four-year oh, span. Wow. Okay. And so it, it's it's playing. And and Cleveland's got that that mentality where you can go in the club and they'll still they'll still play that record. You know, they'll still play that record eight years later, and okay. people start dancing to it and they're like, you know, so it, it does still get played in the clubs. Um, and I tell a lot of artists like you got that hit single, and they they come out with a song every six every six weeks, and I'm like, whoa, what happened to that that last song you had? It was really good. Exactly. Oh, that song's old, bro. That song's old. No, it's not. It's brand new. I just heard it last week for the first time. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm in your city. Like, you got to push your product for, you know, a year or a year and a half before you start seeing results from that, unless you have, like, a million dollars just to spend on the marketing campaign. So what do you you say about that when people release too many songs immediately? Well, I tell people the less you release, the more more in demand you are. It's a supply and demand game for me. If you have if you have one song and people listen to that song and they just listen to that, they're waiting. They're, they, they can't wait till the next song comes out. If you release five mixtapes in a matter of two weeks, people can't keep up. Can't keep up. You know, they're like, they're like there's too much music. Um, you know, like, I don't even know what songs are like. There's not even any, there's not anything, you know. So it, it's all about singles. You release the singles, you know, and then you put out a mixtape wrapped around the single. You know, a lot of people just want to do a whole mixtape and push that. You know, mm-hmm. I try to tell my artists, you know, do that. I don't even have any artists, but people that I talk to, you know, mm-hmm. don't do that. Do this. This is just some advice. You know, take it or leave it. You know, you're not paying me for it. So. Oh, that is good. That's the quote. It's all about singles. <laughs> it is. It still is. And people don't recognize that, that. But, you know, the singles on iTunes sell. You, make, you put out a single and you get a million views on your video. But you don't have an iTunes, you're missing out on even even like one percent of the one percent of the sales would be ten thousand dollars. You know what I mean? Right. Like if you if you just had one percent of a, of the people that viewed your your uh, video and a million views to buy the single, just one percent. Just one percent, exactly. You'll make ten. You'll make ten thousand dollars if you had if you had point one percent, you'd make a thousand dollars. And if you're not making anything, that's just because you haven't set up your iTunes account or your ASCAP or BMI. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know that these venues have to pay ASCAP and BMI monthly in order to be able to play music. And then when your music gets played in that club, you get a blanket license and you get, you know, like, I don't know, like depending on how popular your music is through SoundScan and everything like that, like that you'll get a percentage mm-hmm. just, just off of club spins, bars, nightclubs venues, anything like that. Like when we do the awards so we have to pay F and BMI just to spend music. That's right. People don't realize that and another thing is we always wonder are the companies reporting the songs that's played? You're like, make sure you report it mm-hmm. <laughs> So everybody can you get accounted for. Yeah, it's it's not really I mean, I think that S F and BMI just kinda kinda just tries to do what they can, you know what I mean? Because I don't yeah. really think they're calling the police you and can't the police really, to get involved you can't, and everything. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's a little tougher for them to actually have a venue shut down just because they're not paying their ASCAP bill. Exactly. You know, but it's a good so, theory. So let me ask you this. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. The uh, the venue that you'll be uh, you'll choose. Uh, do you think that will also include that type of licensing? Um, as far as the um, ASCAP or BMI the at ones this point, we're to, the ones that we're talking to have it in the contract that say that we have to pay a percentage mm-hmm. of every ticket sold. Kevin mm-hmm. BMI, um, up to a certain amount of money. Uh, they don't go up to like ten thousand dollars or anything like that, but um, mm-hmm. they okay. do charge, 
and it, 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 it's it's fair, you know what I mean? They have they set that up a long time ago and it's to help protect the artists and give them money, so I'm, I'm cool with it. Okay. Now, I'm kind of curious, do you have any uh, trivia you want to throw out to the public? We're going to go ahead and take a commercial break in a moment, but if you have any trivia questions to, to throw out there for a potential ticket in the future... Uh, this is like a teaser, like this is what kind of trivia we'll be asking type of thing. Okay. Yes, and we can come back after uh, the commercial break uh, with that that question. All right. Well, um, let's see. Uh, we'll just do an easy one. Name the uh, name the four elements of hip hop. Wow. Okay. Great. 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 So, Anthony. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Great interview. He is amazing. <laughs> he is amazing. He took us through Ohio, through the industry, through the awards, and back to current music. It's all about a single. It's all about singles. I, I'm impressed. He, he's been doing this. He's been doing this for eight years, and I'm sure even be that's just the awards. And um, what made me want to bring him on the show is because I actually heard him on another show. And the amount of respect that the people have for him that were calling in and interviewing made me say, this is definitely somebody that we need to expose to the listening audience and get him on the archive. And if it's possible, Derek, I don't know how much time you have. I would like to introduce you to uh, the founder of the West Coast Hip Hop Awards, Octavius Miller. We had spoken about him previously. He's um, going to be the, the second guest on the next hour. Um, if you can listen in while you're driving um, to his interview, I would appreciate that. He's listening in to you. Now, we're going to take a commercial break. I'm going to put you um, on the line with him in private for a second during the commercial to see if you guys can uh, link up together and see if we can't do something for the Midwest. Uh, me and you had mentioned that before. I don't want to put you on the spot and put too much out there, but let's let's see if we can talk about that a little bit. Um, hold on as we go to commercial break. Rafika Consultants and Services, LLC, is on the cutting edge of emerging technologies for designing online classes and providing face-to-face and virtual technology training or help with computer programs, web design, and graphic arts. We also provide biography writing services for websites. For more information, give us a call at 631-399-0149. That's 631-399-0149. The Fluffs present the alphabet. Now found in paperback, sporting a five-star rating on Amazon.com. Boom 107, fashions and gifts that bring out the best in you. Boom 107 is an online retail store featuring women's and men's clothing at the gift shop. The woman's shop features stylish tunics, suits, and accessories and offers the well-dressed woman an outlet to find the perfect gift for self or for someone else. The men's shop offers classy French cut shirts for the well-dressed man. The gift shop offers organic skin, hair, bath accessories, and inspirational music imported from Africa, India, and Asia, as well as jewelry and accessories. Bring out the best in you. Don't forget to visit Moon 
Okay, Brandy, there we go. Back live on the air. We are back. Welcome to the Rook Live. Ladies and gentlemen, 5 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Eastern. It's your host, Brandy Jackson and Anthony King. Okay, so we're going to get back to it. Just before we left, we asked about the uh, Twitter question. We can use that for Twitter or a little bit later, or if anyone calls in. You wanted to name the four elements. Can you say that, that question one more time? Yeah, just uh, name the four elements of hip-hop. Okay. That's a good one. Have them to, um, have them to respond to the Rook page or um, one of your pages or mine in order for them to win the tickets because uh, we don't want to just limit it to this call. We want to give them opportunity because the archives are really what boost the show numbers. So we want to give them opportunity to win the tickets later on down the line after the show is over with. So if someone calls in now with the answer, great. But if not, um, respond to the Facebook pages of myself, Brandy, Hafiz, or The Rook Show. Okay. Yeah, this All this right. is a great interview, Brandy, and a great opportunity. I think you should share with Derek some of the things that you are working on and see um, – what type of interest he has in that those projects, especially the Writers Rumble, um, the modeling agency. He may need you for some of the things that he has coming up. He's he's completely unaware of who you are and what you do. Um, it, it doesn't always have to be about the guests. Sometimes it's okay for you to stand on your soapbox. I know how humble you are, but share with him <laughs> some of the things that that you have to bring to the table because I'm sure, you know, he has he has a lot of influence over the hip hop market in uh, Ohio, and I'm sure they come to him for different things like videos and, and stuff like that. So share with him some right. of that before we bring Octavius uh, on the line with him. Okay. You know, just joining in some of the worlds here, um, I have the agency, which is Top of the Line Models, and I formed that maybe not too long after I did the So Sexy music video with uh, Twista and R. Kelly. I was one of the featured models there. Uh, so the agency is more about like the nice American beauty and the exotic look. So a little bit classy, you know, uh, but still an edge to the women and men. So that's what I have there. I'm in the industry as a, a songwriter with the show Writers Rumble. This is a reality show that is currently in negotiations with Punch TV. They've already signed some paperwork, uh, but we may see some bigger things coming forth with this reality show. It's mm-hmm. basically about songwriters, singers, producers, rappers, creating a hit and how that works behind the scenes. Because no one knows the falling asleep, the tiredness, the 24 hours in the studio the bad eating habits versus the good, you know, making the effort to make a, a good balanced diet while you're in the studio. And creative versus being humble or vain. You know, you, some, you have some people with the ego in the studio. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's what that show is going to display. So right now there is a, a city tour going on auditioning for the top, songwriters, rappers, producers, and that's even awesome. So you, you have talent that you've already scouted that can probably even audition and make that show, make it even hotter. Yeah, oh, Yeah, and the, the whole point is to place songs, major records on celebrities or upcoming independent artists. Okay, well, have, uh, have Mr. King uh, give you my information. You can uh, 
you can send me over all the details and everything like that, and we can see what we can do with it. Okay. Right, so that that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at with the Writer's Rumble and also His and Hers, Inc. So what we do is we specialize in writing those songs and placing the hits. We really have a, a team of people that sit down at a round table and say, okay, is this a good concept? What's new? What's trendy? What what can we go? Where can we take this person's record? So right. His and Hers, Inc. is a songwriting and production company. And I'm, I'm the VP there. But That's real cool. That's cool. Thank you, thank you. So that was just a little bit about me, and it all it all works. It's all the same family for you right. as well. Now, in your uh, experience from the people that you have met on this road, who has probably gotten the best deal that you heard about from oh, uh, you know being definitely machine gun, definitely machine gun Kelly. Um, so far, as far as to what we've. Uh, We've done um, with the awards and everything like that. He came on. He's been to every award show except for last year's. Um, and he got signed in 2011. And he actually came to the award show that year after he got his deal with that Bad Boy. And uh, came out and performed, you know, didn't charge us, didn't even ask to charge us or anything like that. And just was like, yeah, I'm coming. Hit me up. He's like, yeah, what's up, man? Just make sure we're good. I just make sure that they were good at the door. And, of course, they're going to be good at the door. So, um you know that's really the uh, level of um, commitment we're trying to go with 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 our artists as a program. Um, you know we're taking we've taken showcases, people on showcases, and we've seen them grow and progress and awards. And we try to take the winners and we try to push them as much as we can with our machine because our machine does well pushing the main event and the awards. And so after that, we try to push them even harder and get some kind of results. You know it's all in their hands at the end of the day to make, you know, X, Y, and Z happen with the labels or with their own careers, but we definitely are supportive of our artists, and all the artists pretty much know that. You know, there's some artists who, you know, are complain and, and who want to get all all butthurt about it, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, we, we we understand, you know, we understand that, you know, you want you want your shine, you want your attention, but you didn't get the votes. And, um, and point blank. Or, right, or you didn't, we didn't, you didn't mm-hmm. feel that you did the work that you needed to do this year. And, you know, people get upset about that, but at the end of the day, we still support the whole entire Ohio scene. And I can tell, personally, I can say that, you know, before the Ohio hip hop was around, there wasn't as much attention on the state. Now, you with the Chicago radio show. So that's the difference between eight years ago and now. And um, artists are getting signed to majors now, and I, I feel that we have a large part in, to do with that as far as the industry side is concerned. Good. And um, if you can, repeat your information so people can contact and still vote and participate in the event. If you could mention all your social media for the public. Um, All the information on the rules and regulations and the place to vote and nominate will be at OhioHipAwards.com. You can log on there and, you know, nominate people, check out the rules, um, find some information about the way the show works. The uh, Twitter account is at Ohio Hip Hop Award. My personal twe- uh, Twitter account is Majestic OH10. We have um, at Learn underscore two underscore Earn. And it's for a music conference. And um, Facebook page is 
Ohio Hip Hop Awards and Music Conference. Okay, it's done. That's that's exciting. So people, you know where to find it. (laughs) You have that information. So Anthony, uh, actually, can you tell the uh, public where they can answer that question? He said, name four elements of hip hop, and they can send it to our Twitter. Anthony, can you let them know what what pages? The Rook Show on the Twitter, The Rook Show on Facebook, my personal page, Anthony King 33 at yahoo.com, your page, um, is it it's, it's Your Brandy or Midwest Brandy? Which one is it for your yep, Facebook so I, or is it just? Brandy Jackson, but It's Your Brandy okay. is Instagram. Okay, okay. ITS no. underscore Brandy with an I on Twitter. Okay, and also me whatever winners you have, and you know we'll give them some showcase tickets. We'll just put the name of the guest list for any showcase they want to go to. Okay. Okay. Also, the Keys One Hundred Seven Network um, Facebook page website, the Keys One Hundred Seven Network dot com um, will also be taking submissions for the people who want to win the tickets. Um, I want to introduce. Octavius to Derek so that we can try to link something up in the Midwest. Um, Octavius is the founder of the West Coast Hip Hop Awards, and he's been doing that for quite a while now. And I think it's very important for people to network and try to get things done with each other so that it won't be such a fierce competition to get some of the resources that may be available. Um, Octavius Miller, um, I would like to introduce you to Derek McKenzie, um, West Coast and Midwest Hip Hop Awards founders. Octavius, your mic is live. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, appreciate the, you know, the conversation about hip hop anytime that, you know, we have an opportunity to talk about, uh, hip-hop, whatever region it's in, you know, I mean, it's all love. So, you know, if you don't know the four elements, you're in the wrong business. You know, <laughs> you know right. you're in the wrong But it's all love, though, you know what I'm saying? The West the West Coast Hip-Hop Awards, you know, I've been, it was, it's was it been a dream of mine since 2000. That's pretty much when I stopped listening to the radio because they were just stuff that we just really didn't want to hear. It was came so commercialized, so you never really got to hear any any revolutionary rap or gangster rap or reality rap or whatever you want to call it or underground music that, that I love just became obsolete. So, mm-hmm. you know, so I was like, we have to do our, do our own and create our own thing so we can control our own image. So right. that it was born from that point on. But, you know, so let me take a step back. You know, I've been in the music business for almost 30 years, so I'm an old cat. So I've seen people come and go. I've seen flip-flops and do backflips and steel carts over the yeah, decades tell, and stuff. And, yeah, tell us but, a little bit about that um, in your experience within those 30 years. What was like the, the peak of that time? What what occurred that's so memorable to you? I mean, it's a lot of different things, you know, not not including, the, you know, the death of the greatest rapper ever. It was just about Shakur. But it's it, right. it just, it, it was a lot of, Different variations, you know. When I started off in hip hop, I would be born battle rapping and pop locking and everything else. And you know, graffiti was in it too. That was one of the elements too. DJing was real popular. Not as popular as it got now. It that that kind of isn't in 
fell over the years too. Um, it became one point where the rapper was considered, you know, the top elite. Then it became a point where the DJ was considered the top elite. B boy never took, uh, you know, never really took hold. It had some success, but then it kind of faded out. And I mean, just the battle, the battle hip hop was real personal to me because it, I, I've seen it from its infancy till it graduated, till it got too real, and it came back down to reality. Now it's kind of in the middle. It's kind of even keel. But you know, a lot of a lot of MCs now, you know, they they don't even know the four elements. You can ask them right now, and they'll, like, what are you talking about? They don't know. So if you get if you combine all those things, then you actually become a recording artist versus a Rapper. It's a four a element. Right. right. And your phone is going in and out a little bit, but uh there, there okay. is a major difference between um that. Can you can you kinda go into that? Well, I mean it depends, you know. Some rappers there are one dimensional rappers. But just that's that's their thing and that's that's what they stick to. But I've also seen rappers grow like common and Ice Cube and all these different cats and Tupac and all these. I mentioned the big cats because I grew up, I knew them little. I knew them when they became when they were boys and they became men. Their raps, you know, elevated with them as they grew. You know, as they got older, they became wiser and developing more of a sense of community, a more sense of pride, a more sense of knowing what they're doing, what they're talking about, also mm-hmm. being assertive in what they do, having a message in their music. That's been lost. That's one of the lost arts hip hop to me. A real message. It's, 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 yeah, Do you have a Bluetooth good message and also Yeah. And also okay, no, I'm up I'm up in the mountains. I'm I'm shooting a movie up in oh. up in um, Portland right now. So I'm up in the That's mountains. That's where we need to be. Yeah. Okay, in the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm up in the trees. <laughs> Talk we're about shooting a, a hip hop movie up here. Talk about yeah, a message. Yeah, we shooting a hip hop movie. That means rappers are everywhere, even even in Timbuktu. So you can find them anywhere. Everybody's a rapper now. I remember when didn't even you know rappers were rare. Now everybody raps. Everybody's trying to hand you a CD when you're handing them one. So well done. It's changed. It's changed a lot. Changed a lot. But that doesn't mean you know there's great. It's not. It's only a handful of great rappers. Who Actually, right now? Oh, I gotta. I've gotta know this. Right now, who is a great rapper to you? You can say someone from the past, but also currently, if you would, if you would coin them, great or on the way to being great. I mean, I'm 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 feeling Kendrick Lamar, you know. I know. I, I, but I mean, my my all t- I, my all time is Tupac, then Rakim, then Biggie. You know, and then the list go on. But I, but I like a few other cats, like a Scary X and Harris. I like the Revolutionary Hieroglyphics, Far Side. Mm. What about Scarface? Like Davis. What about Scarface? Face is the man. You know, what I'm saying Face is the man. He's all, but you know, he's 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 in my top. He's in my top ten. Okay. Okay. It, I mean, it's just it's just a lot of different cats in between that that are that are really you know. A great, great story. I mean, even Dana Dane was one of the great storytellers. Mm. Rick, Rick, you know, I mean, I, I really like those guys because they tell ultimate stories. You know? yeah. But Rakim was probably one of my favorite live rappers. Mm. Live you know, performance. For the crowd, you know what I mean? So, and um, and I can and I can say LL Cool J in that in that same breath, you know what I mean? He's 
I can say that oh, in the same breath, too. <laughs> great live performer. You know, great live performer. He got kind of corny. He started getting too commercial. But if you challenge LL, he'll tear your head off. You know, he's, he still he still has the lyrics that, you know, to spice your head off, too. So he's, he's in my top ten. I want to ask you a question, Octavius. And while I, while we still have Derek on the line, we're gonna let him go so he can handle his business. But I want to I want to ask you, Octavius, um, with Derek along with this thing. This is a, this is something that you guys did independently with these award shows. You you set them up. This is something that you had a vision for. And with me being well, a business gotta... person, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm saying you kind of you kind of get forced into it. You know what I mean? Because mm. look around and you see and you see it's deteriorating. You know what I mean? You know what you built up and what the community of hip hop built up, and you just see it just get destroyed by these whack MCs, and you just get sick to your stomach. You know what I mean? When you turn on the radio and you just feel like you, this can't be this can't be the best at get this out there. And I know I know winos that can rap better than these cats that's on the radio, Ooh. and so it it, it trips it trips you out. You know what I mean? So. We know it's all a marketing game. It's always ninety percent marketing and ten, you know, and ten percent talent. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot of talent out there that's ninety percent. But you know, most of the great rappers are broke. Most of the black rappers are rich. So that's kind of the balance you have to get in between that, you know. So that's 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 been the battle in the music and hip hop scene for a long time. What they say, the first will become last. They say the first will become last. Last become first. And that's and that's what it is. So it's it's real difficult, you know, to to really put great MCs out there, you know what I'm saying, without, you know, having to deal with those situations. But I still love it though, you know what I mean? I I mean music saved my hip hop saved my life, you know. I mean, if I wouldn't have been doing hip hop I'd probably be in jail in jail or dead or or I might be a big old drug kingpin right now, who knows? But Ooh. those were the options those were the options that I had ahead of me, but I chose hip hop and I've been. I've never had a punch of time card in my life. I've lived strictly mm. off music for the last thirty years. Anybody say that they're real true MC, they're really in the music business? I'm really in the music business. You haven't traveled around the country and wiped your ass in a sink across this country, selling, passing it. out flyers, hanging up posters. You know, what I'm saying going door to door, getting door slammed on you. Don't you know this will never work? You know, we hate hip hop. You know, what I mean, we don't want that rap crap here. Um, I, we ran through all that. We paved a lot of a lot of roads and did a lot of things to help people perpetuate their careers these days, and they don't appreciate it. So that's what spurred for me to start the Hip Hop Awards. You know, it's a personal thing. It is personal. It's not business. It's personal. The business takes care of itself, but for me, right. it's personal because it's a lot of it's a lot of people that get into business just because they have money. That don't necessarily make you great. That don't necessarily make you, you know, you don't have no humbleness towards whatever you're doing. You're just in it because you got the money and the means to do it. it doesn't make you a great rapper or a great person and that's, or a great entertainer or a great artist. That's what, that's what I was leading into. Um, before we let Derek go, I wanted to know how how much, how, how hard is it to produce something like this? What type of... of Sacrifices do you have to make financially? How how does it work with getting the sponsors and people to support the situation, even all the way down to selling the ticket? Derek, if if you want to speak on that before you go, and you know you and Octavius kind of you know compare some notes on it, how hard is it to pull off something like this, especially in the earlier days? 
I say it's I say it's kind of crazy. Like people don't understand the amount of work and effort that goes into making something like this uh, available to them, and not only available but something worthwhile. Like we mm-hmm. could, like I said, we could easily do this at the park and and <laughs> do it, and just take tickets and just make a lot of money. You know, it's not all about the money. You know, we we take the money that we make off the showcases tours and the sponsorships and and the ticket sales to put it at a really nice venue to get the right elements involved, to hire the right kind of talent. I, mean, I don't mean artists. I mean talent like magicians or or fire breathers or whatever it is, models or dancers, to make it, like, stand out compared to a local hip-hop event. You know, people don't understand that. Um, yeah, and a lot of people don't know something called about something called insurance. Um, insurance for hip-hop is comparable to insurance for... Um, pyrotechnics and for um, for uh, for like uh, air shows. You know, the insurance companies look at it like, well, more people at hip hop shows than at air shows, so we're gonna charge hip hop shows just the amount um, for their insurance as we charge an air show, Jeez. which is around which is around two thousand dollars. You know, for venues that require promoters to get their own insurance. And so people don't understand that we we pay two thousand dollars just to have insurance for one day in case anybody gets hurt, um, you know. And it could it could be anything like yo somebody fell off the stage and broke their arm. Well, who's paying for that, you know? Because nowadays somebody has to pay at all times. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of the things, um, you know, I consider it almost volunteer work, you know, until the point that it gets to um, that we're syndicated on national television or regional television. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be pretty much volunteer work and. Uh, you know, I've been doing it for eight years, make a little bit of money, but nothing to write home about. Nothing, you know, I'd much rather brag about my job than when it, when it comes to the amount of money that I make than with with the hip-hop award show, you know, or like my other hip-hop endeavors where I make a little bit more money than just the hip-hop awards in general. So it's it's to me, it's um, something that we're trying to do. We're still in what I consider in our um, pre-teen stage. We're eight years in. You know, we're not 25 years in. We're not we're not an adult as far as the uh, show goes. So we're still growing. We're still learning. We're still building. And um, you know, eventually, hopefully, we can get to the point to where the Ohio Hip Hop Awards itself can garner 5,000 people, 10,000 people at the you know, or um, at the Horseshoe or something like that, um, bigger size mm-hmm. arenas. And then we can start making um, a lot of money. But until then, you know. It's, uh, it's about developing artists. It's about giving them a, pl- a platform, an opportunity that they can't get anywhere else in the state. Okay. Hmm. Well, and I think is your awards. Your awards are a little bit different than than that. Um, from what I understand, you are definitely operating on on a on a mainstream um, situation. You 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 are definitely you know, fully grown within the industry with your award show if I'm if I'm not mistaken, right or wrong. Well, I mean, as far as me being in the in the in the music business, yeah. I'm I'm a I'm a grown ass man when it comes to the music business. But as far as the the award show, it's it's that's it's still a it's still a a baby, you know what I mean? It's still it's still crawling along, you know what I mean? It's it has legs, you know what I mean? And it, and it, but the thing that I do differently and you know what I mean I mean, Derek, he's doing Ohio. I'm doing the whole West Coast, so it's it's different on that level because I'm right. I'm dealing with a lot of states. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to, you know, take the best out of each state and coordinate it and make it happen in, into one big fist. And it's been working. The first year, I mean, the first year was it was really uh, difficult to get every get everybody to even think about it. You know what I mean? Even to make it a reality. So it's one thing when you dream big and you and you actually implement something and you make it happen. Versus sitting around talking about it, you know, smoke a bowl and just be like, oh, oh man, oh man, that'll be beautiful. No, we make things happen. So that's the difference. So I mean, I applaud the cat for doing it and doing Ohio Awards because I mean, it it takes balls to do that. You have to have, you have to be a different type of person. You have because you have to wear so many different hats. I'm somebody's uncle, daddy, brother, a mentor, teacher, um, sometimes listener, guru, whatever. You know what I mean? Whatever. (laughs) Right. I mean, I'm dealing with everything. You know. And and you're gonna get a lot of haters. Well, I mean that comes with the territory. Let me. I'm. I'm explain something about haters. If you don't have any haters, you ain't doing nothing. Right. So I appreciate them. I don't. I don't mind them. I don't. They. You know. They motivate me to do even more. You know what I mean? To to make me to make it even better. You know what I'm saying? Because you have you have to have enemies to be somebody. If you're nobody, then you don't have no enemies. Good. Even Gandhi got shot. When you're doing when you when you're doing positive things, man, somebody's always there to tear you down. I mean, mm-hmm. so I look at it, man. If the if the president can handle all the bullshit he goes through, shit, it ain't nothing I can't handle. So yeah. we can do this, man. So I mean, everybody has the opportunity to do what they want to do in life. And I tell people all the time, if you don't like my award show, guess what? It's America. Do your own. Do your own. Set up your own award thing. show. You know what I mean? Do your own Ohio award show. Do your own Texas award show. Do your own West Coast. I don't care. It's all good. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of people haven't earned the right to do award shows. You know what I'm saying? You have to pay dues for people to respect what you do. One thing yeah. is, man, I've never had any incidents at my award show. And that's, and that's rare for a West Coast show anyway. And I've yeah, been going to five years straight. I've never had a fight. I've never had a shooting, stabbing, none of that. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Not saying it wasn't a few came close to it, but right. it got handled. And got taken care of, you know what I mean? Because you, you mm-hmm. got to remember, I don't know about Ohio, but out west, I'm dealing with Bloods and Crips and CDs and FDs, right. CCs, every, every alphabet you want to name, whatever gang you want to name, we're dealing with them all out here. And mm-hmm. so to get them to come together and to pull off the award show for five years straight without no funk is a miracle in itself. But I, mm-hmm. you know, I attribute it because I put God first. So I mean, my arm's too, too short to box with God. So if y'all want to deal with God, that's on you. I'm not tripping. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm doing what I was what I was taught to do, what I was a Christian to do, and I'm gonna keep doing it. You know, what I'm saying? until they say I can't do it no more, they bury me. That's, that's what it is. I live, breathe, eat, sleep hip hop. Always took care of me. It's always fed my family. It's put I put four four kids through college with hip hop. Nobody can't tell me nothing about hip hop music. So that's what it is. I love it. On that note, on that note, we're gonna take a brief commercial, and uh, we'll be back after the break. Keys 107 and the FOI Board of Directors is proud to present the Final Call. The Final Call is the country's unique leading source for news. Founded by the Honorable Louis Farrakhan, National Representative of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad in the Nation of Islam, the Final Call follows in the tradition of Muhammad speaks with hard-hitting national and international news and coverage of political issues. It is the official communications organ of the Nation of Islam. Founded in the 1930s as the Final Call to Islam, the newspaper evolved into Muhammad Speaks in the 1960s and boasted a circulation of 900,000 a week with monthly circulation of 2.5 million. 
Today, the Final Call newspaper serves a readership of diverse economic and educational backgrounds, including circulation in North America, Europe, Africa, and the Caribbean. Read the Final Call newspaper. You can find one of the beautifully bow-tied representatives in your community or read FinalCall.com. Rafika Consultants and Services, LLC, is on the cutting edge of emerging technologies for designing online classes and providing face-to-face and virtual technology training or help with computer programs, web design, and graphic arts. We also provide biography writing services for websites. For more information, give us a call at 631-399-0149. That's 631-399-0149. The Fluffs present the alphabet. Now found in paperback, sporting a five-star rating on Amazon.com. Moon 107, fashions and gifts that bring out the best in you. Moon 107 is an online retail store featuring women's and men's clothing at the gift shop. Yes, you're back. You're back on. We got 30 seconds until the commercial break. So here we go. Okay. Anthony, there. Yeah, hold on one second. You, you, we, we, we live on the air. Get it, the We are live back on the air with Octavius Miller from the West Coast Hip Hop Awards. Brandy, before you go into the rest of your interview, because I know you haven't had a chance to talk with Octavius yet, I want to send a special birthday shout-out to one of our listeners, Tabitha. Happy birthday to you. I see you just called in from Texas. I know that may be uh, (laughs) That's what's up. Go ahead with your interview with Octavius. His mic is live. Oh, okay. So, you know, I heard this year is your sixth annual official event for the West Coast Hip Hop Awards. And I also heard that the theme is celebrating life and music of Tupac Shakur. Woo! Yeah, Tell me about know, that and why, you ch- and why you chose that, yeah. Well, we do it every year. We pick We pick one that we kind of almost like a lifetime achievement. Uh, situation. Okay. The first year we did Easy E. Um, second year we we did uh, uh, Mac Dre. Two other cats rapping around. Kind of a lot of the a lot of the cats that passed away on the West that people don't really know about. But uh, we did Duffy Hooks. Duffy Hooks was one of the founding fathers of the West Coast hip hop. He actually was the first West Coast rap label. So mm-hmm. it's a lot of different, you know, Captain Rap and Disco, Radioactivity and. Ronnie Hudson. It, it, I mean, the history of the West, West Coast hip hop started around '79, around the same, about a year after New York, and so it's it, you know it's, it still was in its infancy as far as you know hip hop you know compared to the East Coast, but like everything, you know, the sun rises in the east and it sets in the west, so it's coming back to the west. Okay, so set it off, huh? <laughs> exactly. But it's but it's it, you know it's good. You know, I mean, the, the West Coast rapper is it's. it's 
it's a variety of everything, just like every other coast or, you know, the Midwest or the other places, same way. You know, you have your you know, your righteous rappers, your conscious rappers, you have your gangster rappers, you have your commercial rappers, you have your alternative rappers, and, you know, you have your gospel rappers. You have a little bit of everybody. You have your party rappers. Now, West, we know our party rappers. We got DJ Quick and Tone Loke and Young MC and MC Hammer and all these different cats. So you got a different variety. You know, we got Too Short, E-40, Snoop Dogg, Ice Cube, you know, Mac-10. We got a, the list goes on and on and on. And so, but the last 10, 15 years, they kind of eliminated the West Coast from the radio situation. And I kept thinking, oh, what, why? You know what I mean? Why? I mean, we we have every other element that every other coast or region has, but the difference between the West Coast music and any other place is that our music tells stories of how to survive. It's survival songs. It shows you how to, you know, how to avoid getting shot, how to avoid joining gangs. Some of them show you how to join a gang. But, I mean, it's at the at the same time, you look at it like, okay, well, what am I turning on? What am I listening to? Oh, just a big booty hoe, a big booty hoe. I'm like, man, is this what hip-hop has came to? You know what I mean? This is what it can. I, yeah. I thought it was supposed to teach you something. Or see, you know what I'm saying? So it's it's a different vibe. I'm, maybe I'm just too old. I don't know. Maybe I'm out the game. But I, 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 me, hip hop was about educating knowledge. You know what I'm saying? And having fun, doing what you're supposed to do, but also telling stories about your life and where you came up and where you grew up with and the circumstances that that you had to deal with, but you overcame them. That's what mm-hmm. it's about: survival and overcoming things. You know, and that's just not in the music no more. At least I haven't heard it. I don't know about you guys, but I haven't I haven't felt that way in a long time. So I mean, I used to rap, used to come on that. You know, they give me goosebumps. Like, oh, that was real knowledge. Oh, that was some real spit. I just don't yeah. get that now. And mm-hmm. so that's to me, that's one of the elements that's missing from hip hop right now is is that reality rap, that music that make you think. You know, what I mean, if if it's political, personal. You know, musical or whatever. You know, everybody has different tastes. Everybody's not gonna. You know, say I don't listen to all gangster rap music. I don't listen to all party music. I don't listen to all righteous music. I listen to a little bit of everything. If it catches my ear, I love it. I'm not gonna diss any any side of music. You know, what I'm saying to appease another side. All music. You know, what I'm saying, but I just I just rather have a choice. You know, what I'm okay. saying I live out west, so why should I have to listen to every rapper that's from Atlanta? And I don't live in Atlanta that's or right. Miami or Detroit. Or Houston or wherever. I think we should have a variety of everything, every state and everywhere. Everybody has a choice. We don't have that. We they play whatever they want to play. Basically, their channel has a monopoly. So once they took over the radio stations and they kind of eliminated all the independent radio stations, that pretty much tells you what the state of hip hop is today. Oh, that's a statement itself. The state of hip hop. Octavius, Octavius, you're definitely not out of the game. Um, I don't know why you're playing like that on, on the show, <laughs> saying you, you might be out of the game. You're definitely not out of the game. No, you have no, some very... no, because, you know, <laughs> you know, you look at it like our parents did, right? Our parents were like, I hate your music. And we were like, we hate your music, you know what I mean? But I wasn't like that with my parents' music. I mean, I dug Motown, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I dug this stuff. Right? So mm-hmm. it wasn't like, you know what I mean? It's so... It, it was, it's a different. I, I guess I'm kind of in that middle range, you know what I mean. So I'm in my 40s, so I, I kind of got that, you know. I, I got a little bit of the old, a little bit of the mid, and a little bit of the new, and so I, I can kind of do do it all. But but the airwaves, the people that control the airwaves, are not playing 
middle ground music. They're not playing a, a variety a variety of everything or giving people options to have other choices to say, okay, yeah, you know what I mean? Like I said, I, I mean, I love the South music too, you know what I mean? I remember I used to go down there, all they used to play was booty music, you know what I mean? That's all they played. It was fast mm-hmm. songs, you know what I mean? This is like the 80s, you know what I mean? So they didn't even know nothing about, you know, gold teeth and six foes and all, I, you know what I mean? So I'm just saying I've seen it all from the beginning into what it is now, what it's developed into. And so, you know what I'm saying, I didn't like a lot of the gangster stuff, but, you know what I'm saying, but at the same time, I knew I knew what I was seeing, I knew what I was listening to because I lived it. So it, I could understand it a little more because I grew up out west. But I was born in the east, but I grew up out west, so I knew a little bit about Ooh, I was going to ask you that. I grew up out there. So, you know, so it's 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 a it's a it's a wide variety of everything that I listen to, but you know, when I came out west, that's when I got touch with my blackness more because, you know, growing up in Oakland, that's all you you're surrounded by Black Panthers. I used to sell the Black Panther papers. I met Huey Newton and all these cats and Bobby Seal and all these different, you know, revolutionary cats, you know what I mean? And they're rapping but they're not rapping. They're, I mean they're rapping without music, you know what I'm saying? But they're rapping. And so all these things that, you know, they they started the free lunch program. A lot of people don't even know that. They the ones that start the free lunch program. You know, they were feeding kids. We were, we were getting fed before we even went to school because we couldn't, you know, if you didn't have food at home, you know, they fed you. So it was a whole other different mentality that we grew up with, you know. And then once they seen the black unity and black love and all these people coming together, uh, we got to destroy that. They just flooded the streets with crack. Oh. Flooded with heroin and crack. You know what I mean? I lived mm-hmm. it. I've seen it. I've seen it systematically destroy that beautiful-ass city. Mm-hmm. Turn it into a... a War zone, you know what I mean? It was and it was crazy, you know. So it took music to get me out of that. So that's why I'm more passionate about it than other people. I think about it a little bit more than other people, and you know what I'm saying it's not a money thing for me. You know what I'm saying it generates money. The war show generates money, but I give it back. And I explain this to all the rappers that come along. You know, so I'm not paying no rapper. I don't care who it is. If you come into the war show, I'm not going to pay you to honor you. If I'm doing a concert, yeah. We're doing we're conducting business, but if we're doing an award show, you're gonna come support it. Why? I supported you all year. You can mm. give me one day out of your life, one day of the year out of your life, man. I don't put money in your pocket all year. I'm booking you on shows. I'm helping you do this. I'm getting you interviews, radio, everything, blah blah blah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Don't have me call your mama. I know her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's the difference. Between I know her. And any other any other promoter out here on the West, because I got so many years in, I know these, I, I remember when they were kids when they used to ride bikes and mongooses and skateboards and stuff before they you know before they even became rappers. You know what I'm saying? A lot of them you know a lot of them did their thing, but I paid my dues. I started off as an intern. I I was the one getting the coffee. I was the one running to the store. I was doing all the dirt work to learn the business. You know what I'm saying? And you have to learn. I know I know the hip hop business from the bottom to the top because I've done it all. I made a lot of money, I lost a lot of money, I made a lot of money, I lost a lot of money, but I'm still in it and I still love it. Still in it. That, that you you bring a lot of education to the table. A lot of knowledge. It's all real. It's I lived it. I didn't you know what I'm saying? It's not a it's you know what I mean? It's and 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 that's why everybody come to the war show they appreciate it and they respect it. Because they know it's somebody that was in the trenches with them. It's not nobody that came, you know, that came out of the blue and, you know, oh man, you know what I'm saying? I just didn't Come out of college and get an intern job, and you know, you know, what I'm saying, and, and be in the office all day. No, I was out there handing out flyers with them. I was out there, you know, what I'm saying, passing out CDs, passing out snippets. Pass, I can go back passing out cassettes. You know, what I mean, I go passing out records. 
So I go way back. You know, vinyl. I used to sell tapes with Too Short on the back of the bus. We wouldn't even go to school. We would take a backpack full of tapes that we pre-recorded over East Coast Beats because we didn't have no instrumentals. <laughs> and, and selling them on the bus. We used to sell them on the bus for $5 a tape. This was 83. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean, Too Short made 150 albums before he even dropped um, 75 Girls. On the street. Ooh. You know, and he named them games. They were called game. Game one, game two, game three, all the way up to game 150. Whoa. And we used to sell those tapes on the bus. And that's how we, that's how we, that's why we fed ourselves. That's how we made money. We didn't sell dope. We didn't, wasn't selling crack. We wasn't selling weed. We wasn't selling nothing but music. But but when people talk about hip hop and how they want to get into hip hop and how they want to do this with hip hop, you got to pay your dues. The people that earn the West Coast Hip Hop Award earn the West Coast Hip Hop Award. Mm-hmm. They put in work, and that's what it's all about. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I mean, from the people that you work with, um, sorry, Anthony, uh, the people that you Go work ahead. with, as far as the the program for the Hip Hop Awards and Discovery, have you discovered anyone uh, through the Hip Hop Awards? And help with maybe a deal or something of that nature. Oh yeah, or we've, we've done a lot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's too many to mention. I mean, we've been doing it five years. I, I, we we probably had about a hundred of those kids signed, Ooh. get record deals and distribution deals. You know what I'm saying? Because what I what I do with the award show is different than anybody else. I do invite the industry people there because I know I still know it's a business. You know what I mean? It's at the end of the day, right. it's still a business. Right. But I also have my lawyer there. My lawyer comes every year, and he helps represent, you know, anybody that want to get on and that, that, that don't understand contracts, music contracts or distribution contracts or ASCAP or BMI or any of the the, the, the five business elements that needs to be, you know, addressed too. You know, that if they need answers to it, we have it there for them. Mm. You know, we also have independent radio people there. We have uh, major people there that come in, so it's a little bit of everybody. But it's it's a it's a resourceful thing to come to the award show, if, even if it's just for the networking. Even right. if you're looking at okay, to say for instance, Spice One come, he come every year anyway. But Spice, but you want to do a song with Spice One, he's ah, there. You can ask him right then you, and there. Right there and there. You don't have to. Yeah, you don't have to wait. We have a we have a mobile studio right there, so you can use that free, and you Look. can go in there and record. You know, pay him whatever. If he charges, he charges. If you got the money, pay him. You know, or whatever. And, you know what I mean? Or if he's like he's digging you, he might do it for free. Who knows? Wow. And this is what is the layout of your event uh, this year as far as do you have any conferences or sessions of that nature when people are speaking? What's the um, order of events? Right. We or do that still every pretty year. Much what I, I use, I use, well, we have, what we do, we do a showcase first. The showcase, is, like I said, give the, young, give the youngsters an opportunity to get in, get in front of some of the older, the older rapper veterans so they can try to get on. Or, or even get a deal, or get some verse done, or, or do some networking with the, the veterans in the business, you know. But also, I mean, it's 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 there. It's, it's equal opportunity for everybody to do to get whatever they want, you know. It's 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 wide open as far as uh, as far as networking. And this is a one day event only. Element. It's a one day event only on the West Coast because. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you why. It, it's because do that. Two days is tough to keep them bloods and crips and all these cats together for one event. I mean, it's just okay. it's too much. I think it's 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 more of a it's it's a it's a psychological thing with me. 
You know what I'm saying? And I, I kind of figured it out. You know what I'm saying? If you, if you let it, if if you, the longer you let it go on, more tension fester. Then the closer. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's, it's, it's hip-hop and, and, and the gang stuff. It's two separate things, but you can't separate yourself from being a crip, a crip or a blood when, you, when, you're, when you're flamed up and you're blued up. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. you're there, and everybody knows this is about music and business, but you're in the same spot together. And, you know, in and, and our West, it's different because it's a it's been a lot of bloodshed, so it's different. So right. you, you, they people swallow their pride, they swallow their you know they don't tuck their their rags, and they you can free to be wherever you want to be. But they know when I do my war show, it's a neutral situation. Now I've done a war show in Portland, Oregon. I've done a war show in San Francisco. I've done a war show in Los Los Angeles. I've done it back in Portland. So and we're going back to we wasn't going to do it in Vegas. I'm taking it actually taking it back to Los Angeles. Reason why, same situation that Derek went into with the building situations. You know, there's different oh. buildings, different places, different things have different red tape and different rules and regulations. Mm-hmm. So when you're dealing, when people don't understand the background of trying to do a, a award show because it's different, because you're bringing the top rappers and top people from all these different states in one spot. So you're bringing a lot of stars, a lot of celebrities in one spot. And so that creates tension between the police, the building people, the people that own the buildings, and me, myself, a promoter. And, and insurance. I, I mean, I have to get a $2 million bond every time I do the award show anyway. Even though the building people only want a million, I get $2 million, so they don't have no excuses no not excuse. to you know, rent me the building or let me take out their facility. It's a difficult thing to pull off an award show, and especially a hip-hop award show, anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but especially out west because of all the, gang, the gang problems we have out here. And so, but my thing with them, and like I explained to the mayor, I got to talk to the mayors. I have to talk to the chief of police. I have to do all these things before I even do the war show. But people don't understand. They just come, have a good time, and go home. But as a promoter, we know what we got to do behind the scenes. That it's a lot of red tape, a lot of hard work behind the scenes that people don't. They don't never get to see that part of it. But if you're right. in the business, you'll find out real soon that it's not. It's just not that easy for somebody to do something like that. And that's what people. You always people talking about they're going to do this and they're going to do that, and I'm like, okay, go for it. And then they call me back, you know what I'm saying, about a week later, and they, they see all the regular rules and regulations and regulations. things that they, the hoops they have to jump through to make things happen, and they realize it's just not that easy. And it's That's not. Right. But if you love what you do, you don't mind doing what you do. I don't care. I never worked a day in my life because I love it. Wow. <laughs> you hear that, Anthony? Absolutely, Octavius is amazing. We we you know whenever we talk, it it yeah. it goes on much longer than I'm sure he intends to and I intend to because he has such a great perspective on so many different things besides the music. Uh, we have about a half an hour left. Since we started out with a commercial break, I don't know if it's a need to do another one. If so, Sister Rafika, let me know, and we will go into a commercial break. But, Octavius, I want you to touch on some of the other things that you are involved in besides music. I know that that's your passion, but you have something that I'm very interested in with this uh, United. Um, I may not know the name correctly, so speak on it so I won't have it recorded on being the wrong thing. But touch on some of the other things oh, you, you have global going on besides the music. Yes, yes. Well, yeah, the well, the United, you know, United African Global Investment Group is 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 a thing that I started, you know, because I I just felt well. Let me go back to the war show because I remember uh, she asked me about 
what we do in between there. And what we did in L.A. was we went we went through the hardest hardest hoods, L.A. Watts, Compton, all of them. We went through Long Beach. We went through walked through all of them. I walked through with uh, Minister Tony Muhammad, which is uh, Farrakhan's right hand. But we went through all these different hoods, all these different places, and we set up we set up shops and we talked and we went through there specifically for nonviolence, stop the violent movement. You know what I mean? We we was tired of people getting killed for no reason. I'm tired of seeing black kids get killed across this country unnecessarily, you know, for no reason. Just just stupid things. And so that's one of the things that we infuse into the West Coast Hip Hop Awards is that at I I look at these rappers like I had Cocaine and Spice One, all these DJ Quick and all these cats, and I tell them every year I say, listen, I know what you rap about. I know you you know you're a gangster rapper, whatever. I said, but I want you to go in there and talk to these kids, and I want you to explain to them why you rap about the things you rap about, and I want you to tell them that they don't have to live that way. You know what I mean? Because I, I, kids to me is the most important. Grown folks already don't made up their mind. They already decided who they who they're gonna be. They already been they already been programmed or pre-programmed their destiny. But kids, you have an opportunity to get into get inside their heads, turn them around. You know, right. I said, look, they're glorifying you. They're not gonna listen to somebody. Not, I mean, they might not want to listen to a righteous rapper. They might want to listen to somebody that's really spitting knowledge to them, but they'll listen to you. But I want you to spit game at them and tell them that, listen, you need to live a righteous life. You need to be going to school. You need to be doing these different things. See, I know kids listen to them because I was one of those kids. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I listened to them. You know what I'm saying? When Huey Newton spoke, I listened to him because I believed in him. You know what I mean? So I know I take people, I get a lot of flack for doing the weather. All the gangsters are, so what, they're gangsters. Guess what? They can change their life. They can change your kid's life because when you go to sleep, they turn on that music behind your back. They're still listening to them. But if he tells them, man, you need to stay in school and do it right, you know what I'm saying? I'd rather for, for, like I tell every rapper that ever been to the West Coast Hip Hop Awards, man, I'd rather for you to have a microphone in your hand than a gun in your hand. Hmm. Period. Hmm. You know? And I know some of these cats. I know the the situations they came from. And no food in their house. Electricity kept getting cut off. A lot of them borrowed money from me over the years. I don't, I ain't clowning. I ain't saying no names or nothing. They big stars now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They didn't have a nickel to rub. They didn't have no food in their refrigerator, man. Mamas was on crack. Mamas was on drugs. You know what I'm saying? Father was in, in the penitentiary. All that. And so when I hear people talk about these rap, I said, listen, man, they came from nothing. At least they did something with their lives. Now, what they're talking about, it's entertainment. But you can take it to heart. But I'm telling you, I, I made sure each one of those cats go and talk to those kids and say positive things to those kids. They ain't going up to them kids telling them to become a gangster or a and a hustler. They, they tell them the kids to become, you know what I'm saying, either entertainer, doctor, lawyer, scientist, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Be the best that you can be, you know. And you know, and, and that's and that's what it is. Now, okay, now I can get back to the United African Global. So <laughs> yeah. then, <laughs> So I was like, you know what, man? I was me. I mean, it was, and it was just a trip. Me and Hafiz was just talking one day, and I was like, Hafiz, man, you know what, man? I'm sick of it, man, because you know we was trying to get these investments from these from these uh, banks and this and that. I said, man, we can start our own bank. We can start our own investment firm. And we can do all that by ourselves. How? I said, man, it's it's, it's 40 million black people that live in America. Mm. 
And if you say we all just contribute a um, a dollar a, a dollar a week, that's forty million dollars a week mm. in our own bank that we can give out loans to with low interest rates without them raping us with these high interest rates and all these different things. But I'm saying we can control our own destiny if we pull our money and our resources. And that was that was like one of the reasons why we can buy property. Get house loans, give home loans, give car loans, give everything. We can build businesses. You can get a loan from us. And you don't have to be super big. It can be micro loans or whatever, you know what I'm saying? But the whole key of it is is having it established where we can invest in whatever. We can go buy stock in Coca-Cola. We can go buy stock in everything that we purchase anyway because we're paying ourselves back when we buy something. So it's different things that we can do, you know what I'm saying, as far as uniting. But... Even if we don't, even if we don't do it on a large scale, but I put the numbers out there so people would understand that it's 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 just that easy. It's just that easy. We can do it. White people do it all the time. Chinese people do it all the time. Asian people do it all the time. Everybody invests in everything but us. You know what I'm saying? You got Chinatown. Mm-hmm. Got Mexicans got their own spot. They got their own banks. They invest okay. in each other. They got their own infrastructure. Our infrastructure is so scattered and spread out so far. That all we do is buy, buy, buy. We're consumers. We spend $4 billion a year. Everybody else's products but our own. What That's do you the suggest? buying power that we have. Right. What do you suggest right now, um, if you have been brainstorming, that would change that that idea as far as our buying power, what we're doing right now as African Americans, dealing with music. Have you have you sat back and kind of thought about what could be a potential solution? Yeah, we, we need our own facilities. I mean because we need our own buildings. Because we can hold our own shows, we can we can control the dates. I mean, we're always at the beck and call of somebody else's venue. And there when when they feel like they can pencil you in. Well, if they don't feel like they want to deal with black people at all, they just won't. They won't let you book the building at all. So, mm-hmm. investing in ourselves means investing in our own infrastructure, which means okay. investing in our own communities. We have to control our black communities. Even all the businesses in the black community, the buildings and the property is owned by other people. Mm-hmm. You know? and so I looked at. I mean, even it was a black Wall Street. Back in in the forties, you know, what I mean, thirties and forties, and they had they was a thriving community. I mean, black bank businesses, theaters, movie houses, courthouses, they had it all, and it was all black owned. You know, what I mean, they had a structure, and, and those structures that, that every other culture is using but us. I mean, even the Indians got reservations, they got casinos, and they got money flowing, and we the only ones that don't. We the only ones that our money goes out and don't ever return. Everybody else's money comes back to them. Comes right back. Got little Italy, you know what I'm saying? Every every other race in America, but ours is is, is connected and conjoined at the hip. Mm. Uh, and we have to change that mindset. That slave mentality has to go. Mhm, mhm. Wow. Well, just uh, changing gears just a little bit. Your your event coming up is August third. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, give us a little bit of information as far as um, voting is concerned, uh, stage performances, if anybody can open up, things of that nature. Well, okay, now the the war show, um, August 3rd, Saturday, August 3rd, it'll be in Los Angeles. It's going to be at the Peck Center, you know, and, and that's in Lancaster, right outside L.A. 
And uh, okay. but we also gonna have low riders and the bikes and all that too. But this is the thing with what people that get on the showcase part of it is is basically they pay to get on so they can network. That's basically what that's for for the young people to get on. Now anybody can submit, anybody can register, but we register, we pre-registered a year before. For everybody that's being voted on this year, registered last year. So everybody okay, so that comes this done. year can. Right, but they still can vote, you know, and and we have a ballot that we send out. Now, when we did have the website and we were putting it on, it kept crashing because everybody was voting, you know. Mm-hmm. Everybody had their mom and their auntie and their cousin vote, you know. So that's so that so we switched that up because it kept crashing. It, it sounds good though for a second, like yeah, we, it was so hot that you know the site crashed. <laughs> right, <laughs> I mean awesome. it was beautiful, you know what I mean. Yeah, it was beautiful, but it, but if it's only coming from a hundred, you know, IPS, you know, IP addresses, then you know, come on, you know. So, so we basically said, okay, listen, we're gonna do a paper ballot or email a ballot, and that's what we do. And then you can vote by phone, you know, and and you can vote by Facebook, and you can vote on a page and all that. And so we kept it simple, and it works that way. And what we do, what I do with the paper ballots, I send those out to all the industry people every year, people that's in the hip hop industry, I send them out to all the radio DJs. Uh, music execs, uh, A&Rs, interns, everybody, so they can vote. That's out west. So we hit all these different cities out west, and everybody gets it. And everybody votes. They send their votes in. We tell you everything. We tell you, you know, anybody that votes on Twitter, anybody that votes on Facebook, anybody that call in, we tell you all the votes. And that's how the, that's how we pick the winners. And yeah, what are the Twitter? What's your Twitter and uh, the websites that they can go to? Uh. Um, I mean, just just Google West Coast Hip Hop Awards and everything will come up. My name okay. will come or, or Google Octavius Miller. All my sites will come up. And you know, okay. and the Facebook site is the main one. Just okay. I'll, I'll definitely have to get his and hers ink registered with you to be able to vote. Oh no doubt, it's all good. And you know, so like I said, we you know we take we take every vote seriously and we count every vote. And, and and even like Derek said, people get mad about the voting, who wins, and this and that. But if people vote for you, they vote for you. You know, it's, it's nothing we can do about people voting. You know, I mean that's what it's for. It's called a democracy. You know, you vote, and if you don't vote for your people, you know, you can't be mad. If you didn't vote for Mitt Romney, that's why you're mad. I mean, hey, you know. <laughs> that sounds like a song I mean, right there. That's why you're mad. <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, but you know, every everybody yeah. has. You know, an opinion about who should be the best. I mean, nobody's ever going to come to me. I've I've never had a rapper come to me and say, "Man, I'm I'm just humble and I'm trying to get on." Everybody I ever met over the last thirty years say I'm the best. Yeah. You know. That's interesting. You know, I mean, and that's and and it's all good to have swagger like that, and it's all beautiful and everything, you know. But then as soon as you start rapping and you're horrible, I uh. guess you know. You no, know? but right. hey, everybody's great in their own mind, so you know. <laughs> I mean, just like American Idol, it's amazing how so many people get on there with little to no talent, but they have so much confidence in themselves that right. they go ahead and try out anyway. And the funny thing about it is they may not make it, but they made it onto TV, so they have been seen. Yeah. And it's a possibility they yeah. can do a little bit more with that. So, you know, I, mean, I guess you never you gotta, know. You never you know never what know. can take. You never know what can happen. Look at I me. Mean, look at William Hung. I mean, she bangs. He made millions off that. He couldn't sing a note. You know, not a note. I mean, it's 
it's a lot of I mean it's a lot of people, you know what I'm saying? I mean it but it is what it is, you know what I'm saying? Popularity mm-hmm. is a it's a weird thing, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean Gangnam style is, is weird to me, but you know, but he took off. I I thought the lyrics was something else to that song. I'm not gonna repeat it, but and when I finally found out what it was, I'm like, Oh, that's a city, huh? What is that? A located country? So that was interesting. Right, right. But but I mean we can't we can't never explain anything. All we can do is do what we do. We set things up and we hope for the best. You know what I mean? And 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 we just and we just make it happen. You know I I just think everybody has an opportunity to do what they want to do. If they feel like doing something, if they believe in what they do and they and they're down to do it, then I'm I'm all for it. You know, it's it's no, nobody has a right to tell nobody what what not to do in life. You know, or or, or how to achieve what they're doing. I just think everybody was put here. To enhance the human race, everybody was put here to do something, to produce mm-hmm. something, produce. to achieve something, to make something happen. You know what I mean? I mean, you, you're not just here just to take up space. You know, you're here to progress the human race. That's what you're supposed to do. We're okay. supposed to be better than our parents were. We're supposed to make our kids' lives better than ours were. That's our progression. That's what you're here to do as a human being. That's been the topic progression. So what uh what do you think will help to progress those in the industry right now that, you know, want to perform at the hip hop award West Coast Hip Hop Awards or just make it and make their name get a deal? Right now, what do they need to be doing from your experience? I think they I think they need to study the ones that came before them and enhance upon it. Make it better. Mm-hmm. I know everybody likes to blaze their own trail and oh, I didn't look at nothing. <laughs> Come on, man. You know, you, you know Derrick Rose studied Michael Jordan's tapes. You know what I mean? I mean, you gotta, you have to look at your elder statesman as an asset, not, not as a deterrent. And it's a lot of now. Don't get me wrong. It's a lot of rappers that need to retire too, right? <laughs> they need to make room for the, for the youngsters. I know that too. But listen, though, this is the thing, though. The war show is the only thing that can do that. That's why I keep trying to explain to them. I can retire rappers because they're not going to go nowhere until they they felt like they've been vindicated for the work that they put in, and that's what a war show helps by. Because I can hand, and I'm telling you, I handed I hand King T an award last year. He's been in the music business almost 30 years, and that was the first award he ever put in his hand, that ever touched his hands. First you know? time. And, wow. And the and the West Coast Hip Hop Awards was the only one that gave Nate Dogg an award before he died. I, and that's what I'm proud of. That's the most thing Ooh. I'm proud about the award. Oh, that's what's up, man. History. I um, I I got two people that I want to bring on to the call. One is from Chicago, T Shot. He had a question for you. Your mic is live, T Shot. And then I want to bring Brother James in at the end so that I can have him to talk to you because he has a lot of history from the East Coast, and I'm sure you guys can have a very interesting few minutes of conversation before we end the show. T-Shy, your mic is live. Hey, how's, y'all, how's it going, everybody? Hey, T-Shy, how, welcome. Good. How you doing, Miss French Fried Rice Brandy? I just, uh, I was sitting there listening to the conversation, uh, and it's, like I said, it's very interesting. I like the way that brother thinks, and, uh, you know, like I said, I'm, I ain't going to tell my age, but I've been around from the, the Rap-A-Lot days to, you know, the uh, right. Get Fresh crew and all that other good stuff. And I've seen the transitions in uh, 
and being around Houdini and all these other people that I used to be around and looking at these rappers today and everybody's wondering why they, they you know, they can't get a start or why they can't um you know, get a record in and it's not like it used to be, uh, because the way it used to be, they had development and now the industry is based around irrelevant development. You know what I mean? People mm-hmm. are not doing the right development as artists to uh, be able to open up those doors and, and build the platform to be recognized based on today's new music business. People are still doing yesterday's music business. And, uh, you know, and uh, I was talking to a guy today talking about pressing up some CDs, and I asked him, I said, what you going to do with them, fly them like coasters or frisbees or something? Uh. I mean, so, so a lot of people are still stuck in the old way of doing business and not understanding today's brand building uh, situations. Brandy actually answered one of the asked you one of the questions that I was going to ask you about how do these artists participate in the uh, the situation because I'm also a manager and I also have a lot of clients that I uh, subcontract with um, that has a lot of rappers uh, and you know that's one thing that um, that's happening with. You know our reality show, plug plug, uh, the writers rumble, is that it's going into the rappers rumble and it's also going into the uh, producers rumble, and it, this show is going to be based on educating, and that's what has to happen. And I was talking to a few radio stations in the conference call the other day, and that's what basically they they're asking what was their biggest problem. And they say people act like we owe them something. You know, oh. and all yeah, they, and it has to it has to be earned. Have, it has to be earned, right? right. It, it definitely has to be earned. For, right. All the radio stations asking for is uh, is corrective business. They want you to come like you are prepared to enter that realm of business. So right. you know they you know and these, and these the people just think they can take a record up there. They're supposed to do something for them. And you don't even understand about encoding. You don't understand about anything that you necessarily need for the record to be pushed through the database that will help take you to the next level. That's why they don't want to play your record because you'll just stay local. And if you're not really creating a buzz locally, it's not going to do you any good to try to branch outside of there because they probably know that the particular area that you're coming from, you need for it to be uh, uh, syndicated you know, into the database of Atlanta, St. Louis, and surrounding regions so that your record can pick up, so that the A&Rs will look at you and check you out. But it's a lot of different things, man, that, you know, they need to definitely study um, the history, right. of, like you're saying. And, you know, yeah, I but you just, but you just But you just said, though, you just said, first you said they need to study, then you said they don't need to do the, the old ways. So you're going to have to make up your mind. Either they're going to have to study the old no. ways. And learn from no, that. No, what I'm saying. No, what I'm saying. They don't do that. I'm saying we having some problems. But you, but you know what it is uh, an interesting. You, but you know what it is an interesting aspect because I wanted to ask you that earlier. When um, you know, do you believe when people say I don't even listen to the radio no anymore because it I just want to stay creative in what I'm doing. What do you suggest? Is that a good thing or a I bad do. thing? I I'm, I believe I believe that and I'm and I okay. believe it's I believe it's a good I believe it's a good thing for one. It's just it's two different variations, right? 
the young the young people that I call them microwave kids, right? Because they want everything instant, right? Throw it in the microwave, boom, it's done. But that ain't how that ain't how good food is prepared. And that's that goes the same with music. You have to take it you have to season the meat, marinate it, let it sit, you know what I mean, let it let the season soak in before you cook it. So that way the meat is tender and it's good. And I use that analogy because everybody wanna throw things in the microwave, do five hundred mixtapes, all this you know what I'm saying? That stuff don't come back to you. A oh, solid wow. album, a solid creative album takes a good year to do, not two weeks. Talk about it, right? It's not done and, in a week, and, and you got it. So it, when when everybody rushing up there, rushing up there with a with a CD, you know, and want and want the DJ to play it, he's no, he know he's gonna come back next week with a whole another CD. He know he rushed. It sound like it was rushed. You know, and and how can I play something from you when you took somebody else's beat and jacked it, and now you want me to play this song on the radio? Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's a whole bunch of different things, and and like I said, everybody want to try to create and do. They try they want to try to do the new thing as far as marketing and promotions, but don't nothing beat flyers and posters and passing out. Yes, you can still make CDs. Where do you sell CDs at? You sell them on the road. That's right. what's wrong when you can't be right. lazy and say, I'm just going to sell music on the Internet. Come on, that's laziness. You have to get out there and grind. Yes, take your CDs out there. Yes, make some CDs. Get out there and grind them off. Because I'm going to tell you something. The, the most place that you sell your music at is never in a big city. It's always the small cities that you play when you're getting gas. Them kids yeah. come out there and they buy your music. I've been marketing for 30 years. Let me tell you something. White kids buy more music. They buy 90% of the rap music right now. 90%. Mm. 90%. And they still buy CDs and they still buy MP3 download cards to this day. You know what I'm saying? But this is the key. They only buy what the brothers are listening to. If we're not listening to it, they won't buy it. So you got to oh, okay. give it away in the hood and sell it in the suburbs. Now, that's free game, and I ain't giving you <laughs> The other way, you got to pay for it. And you know what? That that's okay. good right there. Mm-hmm. Octavius, I want to I want to introduce you to Brother James real quick. He he's a very uh, well established in in the hip hop community and the music industry on the East Coast. He's actually the uh, producer for the show, and, and he usually doesn't like to speak. He might not like this. I'm putting him on the spot. His mic is live, Brother James. Uh, I want to introduce you to Octavius before we end the show. We got about five or six minutes left. Well, greetings, Octavius and Brandy and you, Brother Anthony. A wonderful show thus far. And I just Thank want to you. say to you, Octavius, that you must continue on your mission to bring uh, wholesome instructions and a gathering place for young people to come because um, the climate of black music today is somewhat dismal, but there's always a ray of hope when you give an opportunity young people to show that their music is needed and that music is wanted and um, an appreciation. As I heard you say that um, you had the opportunity to uh, present some appreciation to some rappers who had not necessarily seen that, and that's really very, uh, very humble of you and very um, sincere. So I just want to say, uh, Octavius, um, I like what I'm hearing. I've been studying you uh, from afar for some months now and what you're trying to do out there and on the West Coast. And uh, uh just wanted to um, commend you for your efforts. And, yes, I am one of those who sit in the backdrop and listen because that's really what I do for a living. You know what I mean? Thank you, brother. Thank you, Thank man. you, Thank you brother. That, man. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother.
Thank you. Yes, sir. Um, Hafiz, sure. come in, Hafiz. Hafiz, your mic is live. Come in. I, I want you to have the I last am. word. We got about five minutes left. Go ahead. Get it in. I probably don't even need the five minutes because I would like to give St. Michael the opportunity to let us hear that beautiful song, Concrete. Guys, I'm with my favorite people in the world right now. I'm the happiest I've ever been. I want to let you know right now I'm checking out that Platinum Shackles Earthquake Entertainment. Our brother. You got it. I, okay, I sent it to you. That's what's up. That's oh, what's man. up. I'll tell you what. We're going to link these guys together and take them out to the West Coast Hip Hop Awards, and Brandy will give them a show they'll never forget. And the thing I want to let you guys know is there's been real content, real things have been said, and this archived episode, we've just made history. So better than a thousand hollow words, guys, one word that brings peace, and that's love. And you know it's all love on this side. You know it's all love on the West Coast. When you come to Vegas on August 3rd, we're going to show you that West Coast love. He switched it back to Cali. He switched it back to Kelly. I'm, it's not I'm, I'm about to take it. To, I'm about to take it to Africa because I know we got people watching us <laughs> all across, all across the motherland. I know we got people watching us right now in Nigeria, Uganda, Tanzania, Tunisia, South Africa, Kenya, Congo. Kenya, don't forget Welcome, Kenya. brothers. I'm telling you, it's, it's the Kenya, Ethiopia. We have people watching us in Italy, London, Ireland. We're really doing is we have a hundred million people behind us. We love hip hop. It's all love on this side. One hundred million people. If we go to Facebook, see the rule is in sociology it takes ten percent of a population to believe something with absolute certainty, and everybody else is going to take it serious because they're going to assume it's the truth because they see us living it. This is a life. This is hip hop. This is what we do. Now, if we take these hundred million people on Facebook and let everybody know what time it is, a billion people on Facebook out of 7 billion people on earth that don't know what time it is, but they're the most highly connected people. They see us on their phones, come to our shows, they're listening to this broadcast, and we want you to know we're going to come to your city. I want you to know we're on the way. And when we come, buy some tickets, support your local artists because they're going to be on stage with us. They're the ones putting us on, and you're the ones giving us the opportunity to bring hip-hop to your city. All you have to do is reach out over Facebook we watch it every second. We look at you. We love you. We're doing this for you. This is music. Who do you think we're making it for? Ourselves? Hafiz, before we end, we got about two minutes left. I want you to touch on next week's show with Peter. Um, thank, thank Octavius a million. And um, yes. kind of give us a little bit of information on next week's show, Hafiz, with Peter and what we're trying to do as far as trying to raise this million dollars to put this money up for this movie. Go ahead. You got the last word. You got two minutes. Thank you for that opportunity. Oh, my God. That was the furthest thing from my mind. I've been living moment to moment through this show. I've just been into it. Thinking back, you know, we had this conversation, and next Sunday it's going to come together, just like you said. Next Sunday we're going to make history. We're going to scale it up by a factor of 10. We're going to raise a million dollars on the air, and we're going to begin filming a trilogy that will change American filmmaking forever. This is us showing ourselves on movie screens, distributing ourselves, and it's going to start next week. You don't want to miss episode four of The Rook. We're going to bring in Mastermind Pictures. We're going to have Brandy Jackson release a secret she's been holding back, and you want to tune in on episode four to find out what the secret is. All I'm saying is it's a secret, and we're going to raise a million dollars on the air, and I can't tell you anything else, so you probably won't even want to tune in. 
<laughs> and you are listening to up. the Rook. Yeah, we want to thank Octavius for um, coming and sharing his knowledge with us. Um, Derek McKenzie from the West, from the Ohio Hip Hop Awards. Yeah, My plan is to be there with you, um, Octavius, in August, so that I can experience what it is to be a part of the West Coast Hip Hop Awards. I plan on going out there to Columbus, Ohio with Derek. Um, this was a great show, Brandy. If you want to close out before we bring in the theme song, that that would be nice. Yeah, I just want to thank everybody for coming on. Hafiz, Derek, Octavius, James, uh, T-Shy uh, coming in and uh, supporting everything. And I'm, I'm ready because uh, my birthday is August 2nd, so um, yeah. <laughs> August 2nd and August 3rd, and we could do with the West Coast Hip Hop Awards. So we're looking forward to it. It's all love. We're making moves. That's what it's about. Everyone can learn from the executives and producers that we've had on the show. And this is The Rook, every Sunday, 5 p.m. Central, with Anthony King and Brandy Jackson. Tune in next Sunday. And every day I pray, the guy that protect I owe ya. This ain't sweet. That's why I'm hustling in the street. I'm still praying for the one with no clothes to eat. Oh God, never let it be me. Dreaming of the concrete. Let them be the seed that squeeze through the crease in the concrete street. We sleep to the one that keeps peace. May you meet no defeat. Blow the heat on the beat. Okay, guys, how do you think the show went? Hello? Hafiz, Sister Rafika, Brother James, can you hear me? Okay, guys, can you hear me? Now, back to the rook.